Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife and co-host, Jessica Carter-Ogle. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> I was told prior to starting that I breathe in the mic too much during the countdown, so I held my breath, and now my lungs are gasping for air. <laughs> welcome to If We Can Just Say. <laughs> yeah, she's great at holding her breath. It's wonderful when I'm like trying to enter the music in and post and I'm like, babe, you're breathing over it, man. My apologies to all of our listeners for breathing. (sighs) Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a PG podcast, so (laughs) I apologize for the heavy breathing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. She's trying to steal my stick now. That's just, that's the story of my life right there. Just always stealing my sticks. Any husbands out there have their wives that are always stealing stuff they say all the time? That's Jess. I would never steal anything you say. She steals all my mm. all my stuff. You don't even say anything worth stealing. So, cool. Anyway, welcome yeah. to the podcast, so, y'all. Welcome to the podcast. We're on uh, the last episode of March. Going to be yeah. and moving into April. I cannot believe it's April. It's insane that it's April. I know. Soon, I, I, I don't even. It's not even warm enough to be April. Kelly yet. and I were just talking about that on the phone today. Like just time. Like she told me she had been at her new job for two years, and I was like, I don't think that's accurate. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's a year. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, I was talking to somebody in the office today and said something about. Well, you know, we were talking about like what happened when we got started working from home and i was like oh yeah we're on our fourth year now of that what yeah what it's so normal and it it just makes me go like why in the world weren't we doing this before i mean it's all about control and companies and blah 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 blah. for sure but for like work-life balance for getting your job done like my job anyway there are certain things that i do better and easier and can focus on more at home and then certain things I can do better and easier and focus on more in the office and I think if I was doing all those things in one space it wouldn't necessarily work for me so like the hybrid of my job works well I feel like I'm able to do all of my job job tasks like really well because I can divide up where I do them and in my case like I, I have no need to go into the office. I've never no. had a need to go into the office since 2000 and probably 19. Your, yours is all about control because you don't even have coworkers in the office. No, not at all. So it's just, it's just, it, it's a weird time that we're in. We're in this, yeah. we're in this strange time of going into our fourth year and businesses still don't know what to do. Yeah. They still don't know how to navigate. And, and uh, well, you know, that's where we're at. And it's like, you know, your employee, what they want, what your employees want. And I don't know, you're going to, people are losing people. Like your company has lost people. A lot of people. And people are going to like fully remote jobs. I know when I was at U of M, there were people losing, beca- leaving because they were able to do fully remote jobs. Like I would not hate being fully remote. I don't mind going to the office a few days, but I'd rather be fully remote and go into the office like as needed, not with like a set office schedule. Yeah. But yeah, nothing needs to be set like that anymore. It's kind of strange. Oh, yeah. that's kind of archaic. I mean, some jobs, patient facing, things like that, you know, it totally makes sense. But to be an IT guy, like if you can't be a fully remote IT guy and you're not doing like desktop support where you need to look at someone's like physical structure of their computer, it seems like you're not. Like something's wrong in how you're doing your job if you can't do it completely remotely. Yeah, and and I I think of things like in a different way. I I, I think of it like, like for example, we're about to go into spring and summer and fall and warmer weather here in Michigan. And like, if I was a manager and my team wasn't in my facility, then I wouldn't want to be in office either, and I would want to be at home right. so that I could get done with my day when when it was time and not have to spend an hour in traffic on my way home or 30 minutes in traffic on my way home like even just those simple things are just yeah. unnecessary anymore and it's like all right so let's uh, let's avoid it let's yeah. just get away with from that entirely and spend more time with family and get more time with your yeah. friends and doing stuff out because contrary to popular belief our life is not supposed to be revolving around work. No. And like having jobs where you're able to be at home, like 
no commute time saves time, extra sleep, extra time to work out if you want, extra time to just sit outside and relax, like just sitting outside on my lunch hour and taking Soph outside to let her run around and play in the warmer weather is just, you get that fresh air, you get that oxygen, you get that like serotonin going through your body and it's nice. And you also don't get distracted by people at work that bug you for things that you don't need to be bugged for. That's also a nice thing, especially working in IT, like, you know. I mean, I catch up with the guys I work with in the office when I see them. I say guys because I don't don't really work with any ladies that much. If I do, it's on the phone. All the the ladies that I worked with in office are gone from the company. Yeah. (laughs) They found other jobs. So it's mostly just the guys. It's telling. Yeah. Um, But it is what it is. Um, So, you know, I catch up with them. But, like, you know, if I was at home, I'd get more done. That, Norm- that normally, stuff happen. And you would think they would frown upon the water cooler talk, but like there's a lot of it when we get into the office because I haven't seen them in like three weeks. Yeah. It's like, oh man, what's been going on, dude? How's it going? Normally I'm back at work on Monday and I work remote Thursday and Friday, but this week I have to be in office Thursday. So I was remote today and Mondays are usually like a dread day for me. Like I had worked from home Thursday and Friday, then I had the weekend with my family and then Monday is just like a real gut punch. So today wasn't too bad, and then I'll be in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and home Friday. So, and I went into the office for a Monday, and that was just, yeah, Blech. Anyway, yeah. well, Mond- our work days are over, and we're here. We're recording today because we had a nothing weekend. Yes, absolutely nothing on the docket. I got a haircut on. Saturday morning and that was literally the only thing on my schedule what was on your schedule um I have not <laughs> left the house since you got home on Wednesday Maybe. no I went to the grocery store that was on my lunch hour that was on well, my lunch half hour Friday I'm quick yeah so I got home Wednesday after work I went to the grocery store for real quick on my lunch Friday and then I have been home and it's been nice like I read some of my book and we watched some TV and we just like talked. Listen to vinyl. And just like put on music and talked and no, just random conversation. Like I felt like we hadn't sat down and just put on music and randomly talked about whatever. Nothing important, nothing whatever, just talking to each other, like spending that time. I feel like it had been forever. As you guys know, the week before we had stuff every day. So much, too, that we couldn't finish it out. We just didn't want to. We got to that last last concert event on Sunday, and we are just like, eh, I don't feel like going. Like, I was dressed. I was ready to go. I'd like for the record to show that it wasn't me. I was going to go for him because this is his person he wanted to see. And he looks at me, and he's like, my stomach's kind of upset. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, you are not sick. You are run down. We are not used to going. We're not used to working all day and going out five consecutive days in a row we're just not and i don't want to be used to it like 25 year old jess like she killed that life that's great but like 40 year old jess doesn't even want to i just actually don't want to so like sunday he's like i am i don't think i want to go and i'm like i'm ready to go i will go but if you make the call right now I am being released from boob jail, and I am just relaxing for the rest of the night. <laughs> Whoa. So I need Whoa. you to let me know what we're doing. Whoa. Is that bad? Is that not? Like, that? PSA, folks, we are a family-friendly oh, podcast. Oh, I forgot. Things like that are bad. You know, even statues that have been made <sighs> oh, years and gosh. years ago are apparently bad. <laughs> anyway... Uh, yes. So we didn't go. We just relaxed. We like made some tea and we sat on the couch and we watched a movie. And yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound very exciting, but if you're like 40, you know that that is, that's the bee's knees right there. Yeah. Sat on our new couches cause we had just gotten them. So yeah, yeah it was good. And then, uh, this weekend, uh, yeah, I mean, we just chilled yeah. friday night was great because fri- friday night was just we had some wine we had some vinyl we had some cards and we just kind of chilled out and had a good night it yes was, Steven, it was fun he surprised me on thursday he came home from the office or an appointment or something i was at the office yeah and he brought me flowers and a bottle of wine which was really sweet so we had that friday and just 
relax. Like it was just so nice. Like, I don't know. We, and we had to take Soph to the vet last week because I noticed she had like a rash on her inner thighs and the doctor or the doc, well, yeah, he's a doctor. The vet said it was like from <laughs> moisture. And I think all the snow we had like was up to her belly. And so it was like getting like in between, like in her like hips and stuff. So we had yeah. to get her on like some antibiotics, but it was just like another thing because it was like, that was our seventh, that would have been our seventh day in a row of like doing something after work, but we took her and <laughs> Steven yep. has been wanting to see, um, well, Shazam, we'll talk about that later, but he had been wanting to see it. And he was like, do you want to go on Saturday, which would have been this last Saturday. And I said, that honestly sounds like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. <laughs> like, I do not want to go then. Like, is that the only time? Is that... And so we ended up going on Tuesday after work. And that's why I said, once I get home from work on Wednesday, I'm not leaving my home. Folks, have you ever tried <laughs> to like pull your own tooth as a as a grown adult? Like have you ever just tried to use your hands and pull one of your teeth out? That's getting just to the movie theater. That is how hard that is. Like on a it, Saturday, on, my golden day. On any day, it's got to be like it's. She's just like, oh, I don't no, know. It wasn't that. It was I that. I don't know. I don't. I I had literally just told him the day before that I didn't want to go anywhere on the weekend, and he's like, "Well, can we go see Shazam on Saturday?" And it's like, absolutely not. Like, no, <laughs> I don't even understand how to tell you no in a way that you will understand. People go to movies on Saturdays. No. That's a thing. Youths, youths, or parents with like youth children. No, like grown adults that have no children go. That it, my head's exploding. That is mind blowing. Why? That's I mean, like telling me to, they go to the movies on a Friday night. I used to go like to, some sort of crazy person. I didn't care what day of the week it was. I used to go whatever, <laughs> whenever. Oh gosh, used they, to go on Sunday nights. Jared and I had a Sunday night movie night group. That we went How and saw old were Sunday. you? I was, I don't know, 28? That's, I mean, 29? Sunday night, movie night? Yeah. That. There was like, there was like eight I'm of us twitching. at one point. There was like eight of us at one point. It was funny. That's it, the kind of group I'd have to join so no one would notice that I didn't go. Oh, it was funny because one night Jared was like, yeah, guys, I don't, I don't think I can go. I'm going to hang out, you know, with my buddy Adam. It's like, all right, cool. All right, fine. We go to the theater, the rest of us, and then we get in the theater, and he's in the back row with his three friends that he said he was going to go hang out with. And we're like, dude, why didn't you just tell us you were going to the movie? That's really weird, actually. <laughs> it was funny. That's weird. We thought it was funny. We made fun of it. It was like, oh, so you're trying to, you're trying to, you didn't want to hang out with us. Why didn't you just say you didn't want to hang out Jared with us, bro? Jared likes to segregate his friend groups. Yeah. Yeah, he does. There's people that do that. That's totally mm -hmm. fine. I mean, I do um, it. I do it somewhat. I, I have friend groups that will never cross over. That's just life. I couldn't even fathom the energy for something like that. Like <laughs> I just, my friends are just my friends, and if I'm going somewhere, I'm inviting whoever, and if they know each other, cool. If not, like they'll meet over a drink. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had that happen. Obviously, I've 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 messed up groups, but I mean, I've got groups of friends that'll never meet other friends because I just there's no way that there would be an event where we'd be together unless right. it's like a birthday party or something. Right. Yeah. I get so, that. I get that. Yeah. So speaking of parties this week, I found some more uh, Kenlin wood. Wood watch 2023. That uh, somebody laid out in front of their house. Uh, and it wasn't just any somebody. I said somebody because I was making fun of the you fact that. You also didn't just like find it. <laughs> Like, oh, I was just <laughs> just scampering about town, and I found in this dark corner some really great kindling. No. Like... No, I was taking Soph on a, on a roundabout a, a adventure around the neighborhood and uh, found that our neighbor that's uh, backyard is bumped up to our backyard. Uh, a Dateline put, special waiting to happen. He put up two bags full of the kindling branch wood, laid them out on his you know right next to his driveway to be picked up and i was like why didn't he just toss them over the fence he knows he knows we do fires there's no way he doesn't know we do fires he can see why would he toss his yard waste into our yard i mean i'd have been fine with it i'm like oh cool he left it for me cool awesome we're not friends with him i mean we don't even know him that's what's weird. all i know is that we moved into this house almost three years ago and the same plastic that was on the windows and we moved in is still there. I've never seen a blind open. 
One time I saw a glimpse into the dining room that looked semi-normal, but I'm telling you it's a Dateline special waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. I heard what I thought was like a knocking sound when we were oh taking Sofa on a stroll once. And I was like, if someone is tapping to like try to get out of that basement, like I'm not even joking. Like I don't take I don't take that lightly. Like I told Steven, if I ever go missing, you guys have probably heard me say this. You bust into that place if I ever go missing. And I was like, do you hear that? Do you hear that knocking? And he's like, that is the rain dripping out of the gutters. I, we've heard it on like every house we've walked by. Well, I'm on high alert. And and Jess's comment was, that's what they say in every 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 yeah. Dateline special. They always say it was just something like yeah. that. Oh, no. I will be on this Dateline special, and I will be the neighbor saying, I am not surprised. Now, I've got no actionable intel. <laughs> there is nothing that has occurred that has made me slightly suspicious to where I could actually call 911, because I would if I saw something. I just get a sketch vibe. Real sketch. Like, I... It's the same house his parents lived in, so he's lived there his whole life. They're dead and or Norman Bates in the basement, uncertain. <laughs> and oh I only know gosh. this because Sophie's mom, Sophie's, Sophie is a dog that lives around the block. Sophie's mom told me that he, you know, lives in that same house his parents lived in. It, it's, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, y'all, I... Oh my gosh. No. What mm-hmm. a lunatic you are. He wear he has like brown hair, but he dyes it like blonde yellow. Very strange. It's not attractive. And he wears the same outfit to cut his lawn like every time. I mean, I wear the same outfit to cut the lawn. No, every you time. don't. You wear the same outfit every day because it's a graphic tee paired with something. I don't wear a graphic tee to cut the lawn. I wear one of my blank black shirts or gray shirts. Yeah, with different shorts, you know, whatever. It's it's weird. It's like a it's like a brown short sleeved Henley, like oversized. Who even owns that kind of shirt? <laughs> he's he's been nice. Don't get me wrong. He's nice, and I will say oh. hi to him, and I will wave to him. Oh yeah, he seems cool. Like I I'm not ha- I'm not had any issues with him. I've talked to him a couple times. I'm incredibly perceptive. Oh boy. Oh and boy. I. Have you guys seen that GIF on your phone that you can send? That's from, uh, I believe it's from me, myself, and Irene, but it's Jim Carrey going, oh boy, here we go. Well, if you guys want to see it, you can look through my text thread with Steven. It's there about 30 times. I have to send it to her like once a day because it'll be something like this. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I am suspicious. <laughs> and I'll tell you something as a woman moving <laughs> through this world who has had certain experiences where my unease and my suspicious and me being worried about my safety has proven to be something that was real and had to be handled. I do not mess around. So when I feel like something is up, I got an eagle eye and I want him to know. I look him in the eyes every time I see him because I want him to know that I see him. Oh my gosh. Just in case. He could just be like a regular guy, but I don't think so. So speaking of- Take the plastic off your windows for heaven's sakes. They haven't been opened in years. Yeah, there's no. I wonder when lights gotten in there. Maybe it's so weird. Maybe he's allergic to the light. The house I don't is completely know. dated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's allergic to the light. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not um, Edgar Winter for heaven's sakes. <laughs> he's out there doing his lawn in his brown t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god, I, 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 I'm aghast. I don't even know what to say to you right now. Oh. This is not the. This is where uh, we'd have to pause for sponsoring if anyone wants to sponsor us. This is not the uh, rabbit trail that I thought that would happen on this podcast. I'll tell you that. So I apologize, folks, if you're not expecting such a weird rabbit trail. But boy, my wife, when she goes, she goes. So speaking of suspicions, what do you suspect Soph is? Ooh, y'all, we got the wisdom panel for my little baby Sophia. DNA test. Yes. So I sent in. I filled it out. I swabbed her cheek. So now I'm just paranoid that I didn't swab it well enough. It's sort of like doing the, um, I, I just you know, you have to stick it between her her gums, like her teeth and her jaw. Her, or, her jaw and gum. Yeah, and you have to, like, rub it on there. They give you two of them. So I just got an email today that they received it. Woohoo! In three to four weeks, I'll know what she is comprised of, <laughs> as well as if she has any family or relatives. I elected to know that as well. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. So, not that I'd introduce her to him because she's a little reactive. But maybe if yeah, it's her dogs. own blood, she'll be like, no. "Oh my god, it's my sister's Allie." 
No. That doesn't generally happen with It dogs. does on Instagram videos. On Instagram videos, yeah. yeah and I and don't, everything's real on the internet. And I don't believe I don't believe that. I just don't. I, I've I've seen too many experiences where it doesn't work out when no. when I'm just, dogs that are I was just like each other. It wasn't like an extra fee or anything. I just was like, Oh, that'd be cool to know. Not not all not all dogs get to be raised like Sadie and Abby that are sisters from birth and are still together at twelve. That doesn't happen yes. a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. So no. um yeah. That is what that yeah. is. So we'll find out soon. Yay. Yes. Find out what our pup is. Yep. Besides so, cute. Because we already know she's cute. Yes. We think she might have a little beagle in her. She's obviously a pity. That tail is um, a beagle tail. It's got to be. And her face isn't like a big old pity face. It's smaller. So she, I don't know. Her she, her she, ears are down. Well, obviously they weren't clipped. Or she's got the, she's got pit jaws. Her they're jo- soft. Like they're soft, but like she's got wide pit jaws. Well, her smile mean- is wide. It's like a pit, like a pit smile. But her tail is totally a beagle tail. It is. It's one hundred percent because you can see her tail before you see her. Sometimes some of the pitties have like concrete block heads, like those big heads. Yeah. She doesn't have that. She has a smaller, like softer, rounder head. It's definitely a pity head, but there's something else in there. So yeah. we'll keep y'all posted in three to four weeks. Yep. Um, one thing we did this weekend that is very bittersweet um cause yep. for sadness yeah we finished the epic comedic classic best sitcom ever made in the history of the world the golden girls oh my gosh we finished the golden girls now when i say we i have watched the golden girls seasons one through seven probably a million times but steven as a first-time viewer Yes. Watched the Golden Girls for the first time with me, and we just finished all seven seasons. Yeah, it only took us four years. Oh my, it would have taken me four days. Yeah, of course. But uh, man, uh, I I have to say, uh, and, and I was talking about this when I got my haircut because one of the ladies uh, that that works there has a bunch of Golden Girls stuff at her station. Uh, so we were talking about shows, um, but the Golden Girls is something that will never happen again. No. You will not get four actresses of the caliber of B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McCla- Callahan, McClanahan, Clanahan, and Estelle Getty. No. You will not get four women of that caliber to be on a show and do 177 no. episodes of a show. It will not exist ever again. And have it be like pure, like clean comedy. Like, people will compare Sex and the City sometimes, the four women. They were similar ages now to when they started, which is funny because the looks will get into that. But it's like how I like Nate Bergazzi. Like, it doesn't have to be racy. It doesn't have to be anything. And there are there are some comments, some jokes, some stuff that oh, is hilarious yeah. and, and is racy. But for, for the most part, I mean, this was just four women who lived together in a house and, like, were hilarious. They're shenanigans. They're individual personalities like if you guys never saw golden girls like you are doing yourselves a disservice it ran from 85 to 92 it had seven seasons full seasons back when tv was like 24 episodes a season one of they were a half hour one or two of the seasons are 26 episodes is it yeah they were half hour episodes they were just hilarious in the way they interacted each character like and i know that like they it's funny even to reference like Sex in the City because, you know, there's all the drama on the set between Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, whatever. There was a lot of stuff back in the day, too. They said like B. Arthur was like tough, like she was tough to work with. And she, you know, yep. the show was supposed to end after five seasons because she wanted to go. But she agreed to do two more seasons. And so it was on for seven seasons. But then she's like, that's it. I'm done. But it their chemistry Oh, was and amazing. And to see like Betty White go from the Mary Tyler Moore show where she basically played a Blanche Devereaux type character. She originally auditioned for Blanche Devereaux because of that, but they put her as Rose Nyland. Oh my god. And she's perfect. Yeah. The the thing that's for me when I look at this um I, I mean, this show's been over since 1992. So if you were if you're like me and had never really seen it, um, then you're going to get spoiled a little bit. Sorry. Uh, I managed to make it all the way to 2019 without the ending or anything like that being spoiled for me. Uh, but I will say, like, the final scene with the four of them felt like 
real talk. Yeah. They wrote Dorothy in a way with real talk. Yeah. That you f- you felt the the weight of them saying goodbye. So crazy. Yeah, you felt like how w- real it was. It was like you were actually watching those four actresses say goodbye and leave set, not yes. those four characters. Not t- the only other show that I c- that comes off the top of my head that I think of that was similar was Friends. Yeah, Friends had an emotional ending. Yeah, they all went their separate ways, and yeah. but you get that last scene with Chandler and Monica yeah. and Joey because they they were the last three living in that building that had were finally yeah. moving out because the others didn't actually live there anymore. And you get that last scene and you're like, oh man, yeah. like this, like it gets you. And Golden Girls oh, was yeah. very much this way. And I have to say like all the women pulled it off in a way, the entire show that was realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very funny, very witty. They hit emotional points that were very good storylines for for character growth. Um, but the the best part for me was that uh, I, I felt like I was I, I felt like I was like living with them. You felt you feel like you were at the table having cheesecake with them. Yes, and I loved it. And there aren't a lot of shows that make you feel like you're a part of it like that. And part of it too, it's like when they sit around their table. So obviously. It's a round table and it has four chairs, but nobody sits in the one chair because their back would be to the viewer. So it's always like three people sitting around like the table and one person on a stool off to the side. And so as the viewer, you get to feel like you're in that fourth chair at the table with us. And I think that's really cool. And I think a lot of the storylines and the topics and the humor still stand today. A lot of the zingers and one-liners from Dorothy, like Dorothy and her Dorothy and Sophia, their relationship, Dorothy's the daughter. Sophia's the mom. How many times do you look at me and go, Oh, I feel like that's you talking to your mom or like, because Uh, it's just so so relatable. Those relationships. Yes. They had storylines. They had plot lines. It was funny stuff, but like, What's so relatable about those four women is their relationship, the way they talk to each other, the way they are friends, the way they did argue and snap at each other sometimes, but they loved each other and they were always there for each other no matter what. Like yep. that, that is just so great. Like I, I just love that show so much. I've been watching it forever. I would watch it when I was still, before I even originally moved out of my parents, when I was a teenager living there, like. I would be watching the DVD. I had the DVDs on one through seven, and I'd watch them. My brother would come in the room and be like, "What's Blanche Devereaux up to today?" <laughs> because he knows <laughs> I'd have him on. When I moved into my first apartment, I had my bed, an elliptical, a hope test, a chair, and ottoman, and a little TV. And I had my um, laptop hooked or my DVD player hooked up. And for like, I didn't have internet. I didn't have anything when I first moved in. I had seven seasons of Golden Girls. So it was like I lived with the Golden Girls. I'd put it on when I was like cleaning or organizing my cupboards or unpacking stuff. And it was like (laughs) me and the girls were just hanging out. Like I remember my friend Anna came and visited me right when I moved in. So I also had an air mattress. And we watched Golden Girls and like Anna has um Anna's friend Jenny, who also lives out in Grand Rapids, like her and I bonded over one night. I ended up staying at her apartment one night for some reason when I was visiting Anna, I think. I don't even remember what happened. And her and I were watching like Golden Girls in the morning and we've like bonded over Golden Girls and we'll tag each other and stuff on social media for Golden Girls and she'll let me know when she gets something and I'll let her know like when I got something and like That's funny. Yeah. Um, there's also another, uh, two characters, uh, that got more episodes than anybody else that were guest stars. Yeah. Um, and that would be, uh, Stanley Zbornak. Stanley Zbornak, Dorothy's ex-husband. And Miles Weber. Yes. Uh, the, the actor playing Stanley was Herb Edelman. And let me tell you, from the first time he shows up, I went, I'm going to like Stanley. Stanley's He's goofy. Hilarious. He's goofy. But like, I, I. There were so many. So, if you've watched Seinfeld, you know there's the Hello Newman, where Newman's at the door. Seinfeld opens the door. 
says hello Newman in only the way that Jerry Seinfeld can yes. say it and then closes the door on him. Yeah. There's so many times and I, I, I have I feel like he had to have taken that from Golden Girls because there's so many times when there's a knock at the door, Dorothy comes up, it's Stanley, he goes, Hi Dorothy, and she just closes the door, no anything and goes back and sits on the couch. She he says, <laughs> Hi, it's me, Stan, and yeah. then she slams the door in his face. <laughs> like that that kind of that kind of stuff was funny. Very like sarcastic. Like, oh god, why Stanley back? And they yeah. have kids together, so they got to keep talking. It's not like they could yeah. get out of each other's life or anything. Um, and the the funny thing you mentioned, Miles. Like Miles plays Miles Weber, but in a previous episode, he played <laughs> a different character named Arnie that Rose goes on a cruise with, and then <laughs> yeah. he comes back as Miles. So there is different people who have played different characters, like. The guy that plays Sal, um, Dorothy's dad, Sophia's deceased husband, also played like a court jester waiter at like a restaurant they yeah. were at. So there's a few different times. Um, the guy who plays the producer, Enrique Moss, where when Rose works at the, um, the TV station, also played the boxer that they sort of like adopt who's just trying to get into Juilliard, but he's also a boxer. Oh, that episode was great. So, yeah, um, like... And and there's also just a lot of guest stars overall that were on the show. Yeah, the the guest star that sticks out the most to me is probably because of their reaction to him. I know who you're gonna say. Like it, though they fangirled. Oh yeah, on set, all four of them. I mean, and it's like it, it's a buildup because yeah. you don't know if the because he's talked about. You don't yeah. know if he's gonna show up. It's, yeah. you don't know because shows do that all the time. Well, they'll talk about somebody and then yeah. like they'll do a distraction at the end or whatever and cover up or whatever. You don't really see who it is, but Burt Reynolds legit shows up, yeah. and when he shows up, like you can see, like B. Arthur, like she like turns red in the face a little bit. Like you could see him yep. all flushing out, like. They were all just like, oh, my. So Sophia like, had met him, and they didn't believe her. Yeah. And he comes to take her out to lunch, and they open the door. And obviously, Sophia had talked about them. And if you've watched the show, you know Blanche is the slut. She's the <laughs> easy one. So the three of them are at the door as Sophia's going to it. And Burt Reynolds goes, which one's which one's the easy one? And they all raise their hand, and they're like, I am. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, Burt. Burt Reynolds, man, what a what a what a casting yeah. like option for that. Like, yeah, man, especially good, for the time. Good, yeah, good cameo. And they, you also had Julio Iglesias was on there. Yeah, also with Sophia because yes. she's yeah, um, George Clooney. Yeah, I I always forget George Clooney showed up, but yeah, that was great too. Uh, Mario Lopez was on an episode. Yeah, that yep. I was like, what is happening? Because yep. he still looked like Saved by the Bell at the time. He so. looked like Good Morning Miss Bliss. <laughs> I don't know what that which is. Which was like what Saved by the Bell was originally. Oh, and then uh, uh, I can never pronounce his name. Don Amiche. Yeah, Don Amiche. Who we just watched in Cocoon. Oh, I man. love my elderly folk man, entertainment. Uh, man, that dude can deliver some lines. Yes, he played uh, uh, Rose's father. Yeah. yeah. He had some great line delivery. He was he's fantastic at just about anything I've seen him in. And then you have Bob Hope, who played who Rose used to dream and imagine her father was. <laughs> and then you cap it off with an amazing guest star for the finale in Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, and and there's more, but like those are the ones that really like stuck out for us. Man, I, and Leslie Nielsen kills it. Yeah, absolutely kills it. Amazing. I, I Not. Like it's not his naked gun, right? Uh, over the top, uh, like humor, but he's got some of his humor in there laced with some really good drama. And man, it's just great. Yes, hundred percent. And if anyone ever watched the show Empty Nest, um, with uh Richard Dreyfus, no, that's not his name. No, I'm not gonna remember who his name um, is. So. I don't even know why I said that. Um. Anyway, that was a spinoff of Golden Girls, Richard Mulligan, and their dog. So I will say, the star of Empty Nest name is Richard Mulligan, and their dog's name is Dreyfus, and that is why I confused it with Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> so they did in season one or two, they did a backdoor pilot for a different version of Empty Nest that never really took off. And they ended up with a different version of Empty Nest that you all would know. And they played their neighbors. So there's a few episodes where they they are on different different scenes. So 
And Dreyfus shows up a few more times. Dreyfus does, yeah. Yeah, he's, man, great dog. Great dog. His, yeah. his name in real life is Bear the Dog, which I find very humorous. But yeah, yeah. What, what a good show. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm now, ready to start it over again. Now I like the fact that I can ju- you can watch whenever you want to, and I can walk in and not nothing will be spoiled for me. Because that was the other thing. Like I didn't want to just marathon through it and be done in two months or done in a week or two like i wanted to savor it like watch a few handful of episodes for a while i didn't want to do any marathons because i was like i just want this to last because when this is over this is a one-time experience of oh, seeing yeah. it the first time when it's over it's over and like i want to experience the humor and not have you know, watch nine episodes and then I'll remember maybe yeah. one joke out of it, you know, like. I, I, and every one of them won Emmys for their role. On and they there. should like have. it. It's just such a good show. Like I. Yeah. Like he's talking about not spoiling it. So if we were in like season five together yeah. and I'd be watching reruns and have it on in the background while I'm working, I had to keep it to like seasons one through four and then I would just restart. Yeah. Like I could honestly just always keep watching it. Like I just I love it. It's comforting. It's one of those things like I just watched it so much. It became more than just a thing like and everyone knows. I didn't even know everyone knew I loved it so much. I randomly went out to get drinks with my cousin. I think a couple of years ago when we still lived in our apartment. Yeah. And she's like, "I found something for you. I got it for you." And I was like, "What is this?" And um, you'll see a picture of the mug because I'm going to post some of the stuff we have, but I can't remember what it says. It, um, it says like dress like Blanche or something like Rose. There's a thing for each of them, something like yeah. Rose. Something. So she got me that and you got me a mug like that too. And for my birthday at the place I'm working, um, one of the girls was like, I know we don't do gifts and stuff, but I saw the Sophia mug for you. Like, it's just like one of those things. So. Yeah. I love it. I love the Golden Girls. Like, and in my family too. Like, my cousin Kelly loves the Golden Girls. Her husband has Sophia tattooed on his calf. Like, we're big Golden Girls fans. And we named our dog Sophia. We did because of Sophia and the Golden yep. Girls. Like, so that's she's my favorite character on the show. Apparently, All, I she's mean, me. she is a pistol, absolute pistol. I love it. I love. She is so quick. There's so many scenes where. Dorothy covers her mouth and doesn't even let her say anything because yep. he knows what she's about to say is going to be, you know, going to be the like, like, Ma, don't say it. Yep. <laughs> yep. You even have um, Golden Girls stuff. Like, you have. I got two shirts. Two t shirts that I got you. Yeah. Yep. One is like hot pink. And I actually have it in a bluish color too, but it says like squad goals and it has their four pictures on it. Yep. And yeah. Yep, I I I refuse to get any photos or any shirts or anything that doesn't have Sophia wearing the glasses because she wears the glasses in ninety eight or ninety nine percent of the show. But then they do yeah. some of these pictures sometimes where some even of the like merch I'm, she has no glasses. Yeah, she's not wearing glasses, and I'm like that totally removes Sophia from the equation. And I see Estelle Getty, I don't see Sophia. Like it's it, it, it it's weird yeah. for me. So I don't understand all that merchandise that they're not gonna get my money for the merchandise that doesn't have it accurate. I want accurate So I went through a phase where I was getting rid of all the T V I had on D V D and with everything streaming and I did get rid of Golden Girls and um I rebought it because I'm like, <laughs> Well, what if something happens and like Hulu doesn't have it anymore and then when we are watching it, there's an episode um, in season three yep. where Blanche and uh, Rose have mud masks on. And it's kind of like a, a race age episode where Dorothy's son is dating an older woman who is African-American. So you've got um, Dorothy thinking she's too old, her family thinking he's like, a skinny white boy, they call him. And so you've got like this, this dynamic, which is actually really good and really well done. But they're seen when her family comes over, Rose and Blanche come out and they have mud masks on because they didn't know. And they were just doing skincare stuff. So Hulu during all of the stuff during the pandemic, when a lot of the race stuff was like added Zenith, they said, we're removing this episode. So they removed that episode claiming that Rose and Blanche had were in blackface, which it couldn't be further from the truth. That's not what that episode was. And they removed it. So we had to like digitally buy it so Steven could see like the whole thing. And I'm like, 
this is I feel like Hulu just didn't understand the assignment like (laughs) and there was a lot of people that posted a lot of like outspoken like black activists and like women and who were like Golden Girls was a great show for everybody they had a lot of different stuff on there I mean it was the 80s it wasn't too but they had different you know races on there they had different stuff Sophia has like this really great friendship and situation with like an african-american man and like they weren't in blackface it was like hulu was making something out of nothing to say they were doing something but at the end of the day they just looked ridiculous and it was like nobody asked you to do this we're just trying to watch this show so because of that we got that season digitally and i'll probably end up buying all the seasons digitally just because i'm neurotic so i'll have them digitally and on dvd and streaming on whatever platform is streaming them. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is like that show was very progressive for its time. It was. There were episodes that we watched that was like, whoa, like this is a topic that's still relevant today. There like, was like right some now. race stuff. There was um, teenage pregnancy. Yep. There was um, uh, homosexual stuff on there. There was all kinds of stuff on there. They, and they included. And it was created by uh, Susan Harris. Yeah. Like, I think she's a genius. Yeah, it was great. Like, she created a show that was very inclusive. Yeah. Uh, to, for, more inclusive in 1985 to 1992 than society was at that time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And I, I find that to be very cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, But yeah, man, we could, we could talk about that. We could do an entire episode on this show, but. I know. I wish know. we had some cheesecake. Oh, I don't. I always love cheesecake, man. That, that, it's not my favorite dessert, but like they said that they consumed over like a hundred cheesecakes in the making of that show. Oh, uh, I, I could, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, they had to do something. Like yep. they, they were always making some sort of food or something. So, yeah, I, de- I definitely, uh, I definitely will enjoy the rewatch of. And I've already seen some of the episodes again, but like, uh, I will definitely enjoy seeing episodes more and more of that show because it's just going to get better and funnier there is a spin-off show called golden palace um b arthur is not in it but the uh rue and betty and estelle are and they end up buying a hotel and they're running it um and uh cheech marin's on it and um don cheadle don cheadle it's okay the beauty of the golden girls was those four women yeah so there is still like some humor that that still works and is still those characters on golden palace. It only ran for a season. It's not horrible, but it's not the golden Girls. golden girls was magic. And like, you can't recreate that and you can't give us only part of it. I think so. Yeah. If you haven't watched the golden girls, do yourselves a favor and do it. Absolutely. Start, start a get Hulu, start at the beginning and just, yeah. just go through it, man. It's a blast. Yeah. It's, Oh man, it's so funny. Another show that we finished um, that you guys have heard us talk about is Mr. Inbetween. You heard us talk about it after I think we watched like the first season, maybe the first and second. Very short Australian show. Um, The star of it is also the writer and creator. Scott Ryan. It's so good. Um, I am so bummed it's over, but it did end. It's on Hulu. It's like six episodes, ten episodes, nine episodes, six, eleven, nine. It's very short. It's way too short, to be honest with you. I don't know why it got canceled or stopped, but we've talked about this before, but it is worth a watch if you have Hulu. It is so smart in the way it's done. It's funny. It's creative. It has way more heart than you would think. And like I have like... I've like cried, like teared up a f- in a few episodes. It hits some it, content, man, yeah. that you're just like, whoa. And it gives you real conversations. He reacts to things in a real way, which is very cool. Um, I, I got to say that for me, uh, Scott Ryan is a genius. He yeah. created, he wrote, and he starred in a movie called The Magician, which we have not watched yet because it's not anywhere streaming other than you have to purchase it on Amazon Prime. Or rent it, and it to Steven's horror is in standard definition. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering what we're going to get. Are we going to get a four by three situation? What are, what are we getting on size on a screen? So, um, yeah. So I, I want more of that show. Yeah. I that want- is for sure. Like I want more. I did not get enough. And I will say 
that I feel like Scott Ryan ended it the way he wanted to. Agreed. Because as soon as it rolled credits on that last episode, you and I looked at each other and what'd we say? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that was awesome. That, if it has to end, end it like that. Tell him just, he gave us what we, what we wanted. Yeah. And it it was good. I really liked it. I want to see him in anything, to be honest. Like I that's all he's done. That's it. Now, and I you know what I say that I kind of sound like a jerk. Like that's all he's done. Like he created a show, he wrote the show, he yeah. acted in the show. Yeah. I don't mean it like that's all he did. I just mean that's the only thing he's been in it. So we're gonna watch the magician and we'll get back to you guys on that. But Man. we highly, highly recommend it. Mr. In between. It's on Hulu. Man, what a great show yeah, that is. It I, is. It's, I mean. And the guy that directs all the episodes, like his daughter plays his, uh, Scott Ryan's daughter on the show. Like, yep. and he's in an episode. Like, it, it's just cool the way it's done. Yeah. Uh, the director, I'm looking real quick because I didn't, uh, I didn't pull that up. I was going to mention the director's name. Uh, the director's name is Nash Edgerton. Yeah, I knew it was like kind of like a cool guy name. And, and his daughter plays, uh, Ray Shoesmith's daughter, Brittany, uh, in the show, which Ray Sh- Shoesmith is uh, the main character Scott uh, that Scott Ryan plays. Uh, man, it's, it's amazing the transformation his life takes in these few episodes. Like, yep, it's it's just really good. We recommend that. Very different than Golden Girls. Very but, different. Yeah, but dark, definitely. dark humor, uh, but very good. Uh, we did mention uh, earlier that we went to see Shazam. I don't think we need a long review on Shazam, other than to say that it was uh, uh, it was not a horrible film. It was an yeah. enjoyable film, but uh, I feel like based on what film we did see, I feel like that that was kind of the end of everything that's come before what James Gunn is doing for DC. I yeah. feel like uh, I feel like it kind of closed a chapter in a way, which which cool because. Uh, yeah. Let's bring well, on the new stuff. Um, I feel like time wise, we could talk about Shazam a little bit more next week. Yeah. And probably. maybe just it's been out for almost two weeks, but maybe just to be on the safe side for any kind of spoilers that might be. We'll give it we'll give it next week because I know we are running low on time. It's now my job to close out every episode. So oh, I have to gosh. pay attention to that. And I oh, want to make sure you geez. have time for your album anniversaries. Whew. Man. So we'll Shazam next week. Just putting on the producer hat and yeah. uh, saying what to do. I need to earn that credit on my resume. <laughs> so we got some album anniversaries this week that we're going to close out the podcast with. Uh, we got some great stuff. Uh, one that I missed a couple weeks ago, and I can't believe I missed it. Idiot. And that is Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. I don't know how I missed this, but 1973, March 1st. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I love the album. I've listened to it with Wizard of Oz as you're supposed to. I have not done that. I also have a Pink Freud sweatshirt. Yep. Dark Side of Your Mom is a whole thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, in, I'm into it. And your Pink Freud shirt looks like the wall yes, cover, too. with Freud in front of it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, psychology and classic rock, yep. just amalgaming. Yeah, so uh, next up on the list is a band that uh, we have seen live. We've talked about seeing live before on the podcast called May. They mm-hmm. released their album, uh, The Everglow, in I've 2005. Seen, oh, those people. Yeah, so uh, this is a story-driven album. Uh, it, it even opens and starts like it's an old cassette player and tells you to open up the book, and when you hear this sound, you'll know to turn the page sort of thing. Like, it's, I mean, it's clever as hell. You guys, I love it. You guys have no idea how many concerts this man has me go to of bands that I don't even know at all. But that's one we sh- saw at the shelter. I recall. Um, but I yeah, uh, May, fantastic album. is called The Everglow. Um, Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour. Woo! My one of my favorite albums of all time. So we both picked that as one of our favorite albums of last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, but great album. Uh, We've yeah. talked about that a million times. But yeah, fantastic album. Uh, Darius Rucker's Southern Style, which Casey Musgraves the album is from 2018. Uh, Darius Rucker the album is from 2015. Southern mm-hmm. Style. Cool. What a great album that yeah, is. Yeah. I, I just uh, I love Darius Rucker. He just he's so good at, at writing good music. We just music. got ourselves some Darius Rucker tickets for the summer. Cannot wait to see him. Yes. 
Um, we have talked about Zayo many times on this uh, podcast. Oh, another band I went to see. 1997, their first album uh, on a label first uh, released, uh, the Splinter Shards, The Birth of Separation. I have what a, a what a name for a headache title. just thinking about that concert. <laughs> Um, man, uh, great album. I love it. Uh, but not, uh, the singer that is in the band now. Like, uh, they changed lead singers after their first album, but man, a great album. Uh, I love it. It's very, very good stuff. The White Stripes in 2003 released Elephant, mm. which has Seven Nation Army on it. That wow. is now 20 years old. That's Seven Nation Army. crazy and makes me feel old. Man, like where has the time gone? Like know. that is now 20 years old. Seven Nation Army. Like, insane. Um, and then the uh, last album on the list from 2007 is a band that uh, I uh, love and is one of my favorite bands of all time called The Chariot. They released an album called The Fiance. Mm. Um, and what I will say about this is that it is extremely heavy, heavy, heavy music. But they did something clever with their song titles, and I'm going to read them real quick. So uh, they did names of their song titles. The first one, Back to Back. The second one, They Faced Each Other. The third one, They Drew Their Swords. Do you know where this is going? Do you know the poem? I don't know. Back to Back, They Faced Each Other. They Drew Their Swords and Shot Each Other. The deaf, the deaf Policeman Heard the Noise. Then came to kill the two dead boys. How did they shoot each other with swords? I don't know, man. That's that's the poem. Oh, but yeah, they use her. Uh, they use that for uh, song titles. That's which cool. I thought, that's which creative. I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, cool. But anyhow, fantastic. And uh, on that album, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, lead singer of Paramore. I don't know. Haley something maybe. Yeah, Haley. She shows up on the album as a special guest, does a singing track. I can't cool. think of her last name right now. It's escaping me. But All anyhow, right. so that's our album anniversaries this week. Uh, a lot of different genres in there. Go yep. listen to them. Have fun. Run amok. And uh, don't leave out Dark Side of the Moon. Speaking of listening, also continue to listen to us. Yeah. Go back and listen to any other episodes you'd like. Tell your friends. Tell them to start at the beginning. It's a great tale. We are closing in on a year of podcasting. Next week will Next be our one-year anniversary. Next week will be our one year. Thank Woo-hoo! you all for being with us. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all.